Stop right there, criminal scum! Nobody breaks the law on my watch! I'm confiscating your stolen goods. Now pay your fine! Welcome to One Flew Over the Side Quest, your place for philosophical gaming top fives and a little feud between an Irish lass and some British legend. With me, the host, Ryan, and Spyro Swoon, Total Loon, the funny honey, mocks herself, wants to be an elf, raw, uncut, the big, bad, ginger nut. Hello, Katie. Hello. How goes it? You're happy. Yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like after listening to my title and say that I want to be an elf, I should be wearing elf ears instead of the cat ears. So. Yes, yeah. Although they elf ears would be awful strange at that point of the head. You know, elf ears would Very need to be down here and then therefore would be covered by the headphones and none and void. You know, that's yeah. The... Sorry to the listeners only, but I am wearing cat ear headphones. Yes, now, yes, which are very cool. So yeah, they are super dope. Um, it, of course, if anybody is listening, you can check us out on YouTube.com/slash Pixie Podcast yeah. or Pixie Game Podcast. If you type it in, you'll be able to find us. But there's been a little bit of a change. Me and Katie have decided mm-hmm. to change now our middle section rather than being like a philosophical gaming discussion just in general, like a random, random subject. We're changing to top fives now. So yeah. today will be our first top five. So a quick rundown is that we will be doing our top fives gaming characters that we fell in love with. And then mm-hmm. we will be doing a, a, an interesting game for Rise Randoms. But we should start, as we always do, with what's the story. So Katie, please let us in. Tell us all about all the amazing gaming Ooh. adventures you've been up to since last podcast, which is quite a few. Quite a few. So I got an Xbox Series X. Um, I can't remember if I talked about it in the last podcast, but it definitely wasn't set up by then. And now I have a TV because that was the problem. I bought an Xbox <laughs> and didn't buy a TV. Um, but yeah, so I have my Xbox Series X. I have Game Pass. I have unlimited choices now, and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, obviously, I'm continuing on with the Witcher DLCs. Yeah um two i'm doing heart of stone but i haven't really got that far into it i got a bit sidetracked with the xbox yep um and then i suppose on xbox so far um i've been delving into the online game so we've been playing a bit of elder scrolls online yep um which has been insane so amazing um i played a tiny bit of sea of thieves yep very tiny um yes and one thing I want to say that really got me super duper excited, I was just scrolling through the Xbox store and I found Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. And oh, I literally had a little freak out when I saw mm. it. I had to buy it immediately and then booted it straight up. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, what is how... it like going back to that though? You know, after it... all these years, all this time going back to it, is it like, like you were saying to me about Spyro the other day, like how did I play these games when I was young or whatever? Yeah, I don't know how I beat this game as a child because i i literally was just in fury i like it's so funny i started the game and i was like i was so excited i get to play this game again and like the, there's certain levels i had learned off by heart because you have ranking systems by how quickly and how efficiently you cleared the levels and stuff and there were certain levels i got an a rank for um because i learned literally you have to learn the levels off by heart and there were some of them i re remembered and i could still get a's on and i was like so good so oh, good nice. but then 
there were some levels that I was just like, I, I don't know how I beat this as a child. Like, yeah. I don't know how that was possible. And honestly, I think I was a child prodigal or genius or something. And yeah. then all of a sudden my brain cells all died as I got older. <laughs> <laughs> I was so infuriated playing it to the point that I actually had to rage quit. I turned it off and I was just like, oh my God, this is one of my favorite games of all time, yeah, but it's yeah. really angering me. But, um, but it's no, nice it's to go back to. Yeah, yeah. Super amazing. Like, it's so great. Um, I'm clearing through it quite fast. I shouldn't really be playing it because we have a massive backlog of games to get through, but I just thought, and I was like, I have to do this. One thing I will mention about this game that if anyone has ever played Sonic Adventure 2, they will resonate with me with is that if you know Sonic, there's these little cute blob things called Chows Mm -hmm. and you can have it. There's a thing called the Chow Garden and you get to raise these little baby blobs and you get to like race them and you get to train them and you get to feed them and bring them to daycare and all this amazing (laughs) stuff. It was like Nintendogs for Chows. And I was like, this is, I, I spent so many hours playing this and that's actually been what I've been doing the most. So yep. I'm just putting that out there. So, Anyone who plays this game will understand the nostalgia of that. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've been playing Stardew because Stardew is my ultimate stress relief game. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows what Stardew is. I haven't really done honestly that much with it. It's just the like stress relief of like doing your farm. Yeah over and over again yeah you spoke you, you spoke about it last time which is really good and it's nice it's nice yeah. to see that it continues to be a game that you go to when you're stressed when you for a stress yeah. relief and and that like it's not even as if you try it's not even as if you're like oh i really need to do like i'm really stressed hold on guys move out of the way i need to play stardew you just very naturally gravitate towards it which is really nice you know yeah. which I think, especially yeah. during stressful times like i was doing exams last yeah, week and course. that's exactly why i gravitate towards it and then this like since my exams are over i'm playing di- different games again yeah. So, so just to stop off on a couple, obviously, uh, there's a couple of things I have to bring up, which is that Kaylee, yep. uh, she has been playing Fortnite for a little while. Fortnite was actually the first <laughs> real online game that Kaylee played with me. I remember playing. Yeah. Just, we just played. Uh, no, with anyone, with yeah. anyone. Yeah, yeah. And then we just played together online, and you were on the Switch, and you just got a random set of headphones. And was like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a go. And we. Those work headphones I stole <laughs> from my job. <laughs> yeah. Not that I stole, but I I used them at home, and I was literally yeah. like, I don't have any gaming proper headphones. They're these little. Flim- the oaks for like video calls yeah. and and we, we always use Fortnite less so as a serious out there more of like a, a place to socialize a place to hang out with people online yeah. like the like of primark and everyone else and chulock and stuff like that which is really nice in dover so of course there's a stark change in kaylee when she went to the xbox when <laughs> suddenly she became you know i became a rambo pro. and was just absolutely slaying people because there's a huge difference Mm -hmm. between the tiny little joy cons and the xbox drifty joy cons may i say yeah drifty got joy cons as well which but either way to anyone on youtube i'm just gonna i'm just gonna point out that i have my skyward sword joy cons that do not have drift so i'm just pointing that out there it's a shameless plug but even if you use those you wouldn't be able to play them very well in Fortnite because they're just too small to be able to aim with so a couple of things i want to stop off as is just what is it like going from the switch to the control for games like Fortnite and stuff like that and how's that made you feel just being able to be like that Uh, and then I'll, i'll stop off on the other thing before we finish yeah oh it's insane it's so even the quality like this like of playing the games like I was so used to the Switch quality of games, like even just looking at them. And then mm-hmm. I went to Xbox and I went back to playing Witcher on the Switch and I was kind of like, oh, this would be so much better on the Xbox. Yeah, but um, my Fortnite game <laughs> has gone up like 10,000. It's so good. I <laughs> And the problem is, like I went and I was playing with Primark 
But before actually, no, before I started playing with Primark, I I decided, I was like, look, I've never played it on Xbox before, so I'll do some solos. I got my solos wins. Yeah, that's mad. Like, that's so good. I like, look, I'm sure to anyone who plays like Warzone and stuff, they're like, what, whatever. But I was like, for me, who never yeah. ever played shooter games ever in my life, I was like, this is huge. This is yeah, so definitely. good. It's just and been, I was actually pretty good. It's been amazing to see the difference in the fact that like, you know, beforehand you're just sort of rolling with things and just running around mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff but now like genuinely i've been down and you've run over and killed the guy that's killed me and yeah. picked me up and genuinely like been really super useful on there and stuff which is cool because it's just like it must help like be nice for you to be able to be you know more than just running around with us and just taking it easy you know yeah oh for sure because but the problem is i don't want to get too competitive because they get very stressed yeah. out but <laughs> but i think fortnite's a good game for that where if you you don't want to get too stressed and you want to just hang out and stuff but like i've been really like i was so good there was one game that i got like eight kills yeah and i think you had only gotten like two or three and i was just like that's insane because that yeah. would have never happened before no, not the one you want on the switch anyway yeah um, and the last thing is of course you you've mentioned the witcher dlc which we'll do we'll do a bit more of a deep dive on at some point between the two of us will be that whether that's on my new podcast or whether it's somewhere else i'm not sure where we're gonna do that but yeah. how are you enjoying that oh i love it i think I'm playing Hearts of Stone at the moment and I just think the character development or the the characters that are in that DLC are just iconic. They're really, really good. And I think you never think past the main storyline that the characters will ever be as good as the original ones. But like some of the characters like Shani and um, Olgird's brother Vladimir the Ghost. Oh my goodness. He's iconic. And even like he obviously, like, I don't know. It's not really a spoiler, but he takes over... Geralt's body at some point and Geralt has to have this like really flamboyant personality to match the ghost it's so funny like I was just sitting there cackling like all the way through yeah, and it's just like, really really good he could like talk through Geralt and stuff which is great so like Geralt like lets him drive yeah. so Geralt's like hold on yeah you drive and then he drives Geralt's body and it's just yeah it's just but see that Geralt like walking around with his hands on his hips and he's like, <laughs> <and you're> like <laughs> it was so good I like literally just finished that mission and I was just like that was so amazing yeah. it's and, really, and you, really good are you starting to see now why I said that the the DLCs are as good if not better than the main story like because it's like sure. you wouldn't even think of it because like DLCs tend to just be an add-on as opposed to like really genuinely enriching the experience which is crazy Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and i've heard like um everyone i'm friends with on instagram and stuff have been like um blood and wine blood and wine is just going to like steal your heart and soul and it's so so good and you're gonna so so deep as well like when you get to the end of it and stuff it's like really really good um but yeah it's just it's just lovely to hear that you're enjoying that and like i say we will break it down at some point and get into it a bit more but is there anything else you want to stop off on on on, uh, what's the story um no, I think that's it. Obviously, we were playing Elder Scrolls together, but I think you can have a little um, bit of a yeah, shitty I'll, chat about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be diving into that a little bit. So, yeah. all I'm, I, I did have written down that I have completed Spyro 1 and I've completed Spyro 2 now. I'm on to Spyro ah. 3, which I'm really enjoying. I enjoyed Spyro 1 because it just gave me this good sense of like what it's like and how to complete it and stuff like that. And like the final boss was quite hard and stuff, and I quite enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And then Spyro 2 is... I just have to just quickly say that 
I'm going to thank Spyro 2 for reigniting that part of me that is often lost because I'm more of a narrative person anyways and I, and I would never ever shun anybody for being a narrative person I want to experience things on easy and stuff like that but there was actually a great sense of accomplishment when I did beat Spyro 2 because it was so difficult for me to do because yes. it was so like you had to go back and do this and do this and do that and get as many like uh, it's not eggs because I'm on the third one Orb. it was the yeah. orbs and all these different things but I just really felt really proud of myself when I beat the big bosses and all this kind of stuff which like made me feel that maybe one day I could go on to potentially play something like Dark Souls or something like that if I really put my mind to it. Um, yeah, Spyro's but, hard. Yeah, it's really hard because people are like, "Oh, it's not as hard as Crash Bandicoot," and Crash Bandicoot is the ultimate like hard one. But I'm like, there are parts of Spyro that are like hardcore. Yeah, for sure. Like, really and, frustratingly hardcore. And, and I just I genuinely plowed through and I really stuck my mind to it, which I'm going to do the third game as well. And it just like generally gave me this real sense of satisfaction when the credits credits rolled, which like I haven't yeah, felt for exactly. a game in quite a while. Like I was being like I always feel good. I always feel like wow, I'm really happy. Like even Concrete Genie and stuff that I completed recently, I was like, I really am. So 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 happy that i've done that but just completing that because it was so difficult for me come the end because there was so many times i was like that's it i'm turning the switch off i'm not going back i said i'm <laughs> done with spyro i've seen what there is to see in spyro i can't even be bothered to carry on but i actually ended up going back to it and, and, and powering through and completing it but i will just say that yeah basically i've you know there's other stuff that i'll bring up and partner up with luke and stuff about playing warzone whatever games but i have to quickly just go into xcloud so xcloud um katie obviously got an xbox everybody you know in case you didn't realize then and that is that so, mm -hmm. she, so that opened the door for so much because game pass is so amazing and i no longer have an xbox so i was really envious of just being like oh my god i love there's so many experiences to have on there so many great games there's so many games that are coming out that i want to play on it like fable and and all these different games that are going to be coming out mm -hmm. on it that are just utterly utterly fantastic in fact they own bethesda now so they're going to get all the bethesda titles and all this kind of stuff it's just like oh and we were like look we want to play Elder Scrolls Online together so I was like look I, I can't I can't afford or don't want to have to afford an Xbox right now so I went what I'm going to try is I'm going to try this xCloud out and I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online on my PC just as smoothly I wouldn't say obviously graphically as good as on your Series yeah. X and stuff like that but just as smoothly and just as well as you're playing it on actual physical hardware in your house and that is just utterly fantastic to me and yes at times there's a little input delay like you might you might come up and if the, if your internet's struggling or if the there's a, a some kind of glitching connection you might have a bit of a like you push right and then your guy goes then goes right and you're like ah oh. but i've not experienced it to, to a degree where it's game breaking i've not experienced it to a degree that it's actually bothered me at all i've not even had one time where i've been like oh this is just look, sorry i'm gonna have to get off because it's just killing me and it's just been so smooth and so amazing i've been able to play sea of thieves i've been able to play all these amazing games again mm -hmm. and had all of that game pass library opened up to me and all i have is an xbox control and nothing else and this is like what the future is going to be. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. The fact that I'm just like Netflix, just choosing what I want, loads up, I'm playing. And it's just it's utterly, off the back of Netflix. Fantastic. Yeah, it's Netflix just... saying they're going to be streaming yeah. games on the cloud. Yeah, it, so. lo it looks like they're going to be partnering with PlayStation, which is interesting as well. But like, mm -hmm. I, I just like Elder Scrolls Online specifically is something that we've played together on there, which is what I've used it most for. But like the other day, I had, I had my friend rounds 
Bush and my oldest and 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 bestest friend, and we just like we're just plowing through and doing random stuff. Let's try this. Let's yeah. try that. The beauty of Game Pass before my eyes, but just with a control that's all I had, and I just couldn't. I was just like, wow. We're playing Friday Night at Freddy's. We're just doing all these stupid things, going through and trying to start different games. Like he tried to start Doom Eternal and all these different stuff, and it's just like this is so so fantastic. And Xbox now have moved into this. We're not about. Uh, although the, the the Series X is very very good, they're they're not necessarily their selling point. No longer is power. It's not they're the best thing. They are just you mm-hmm. can do it on your buddy watch. We just want you to be able to do it anywhere. Like and that's like that play anywhere is just so perfectly uh, encapsulated in 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 X Cloud, and I'm absolutely loving it. And if there's anybody out there who doesn't have an Xbox, then sign up to Games Pass. Put your phone on the side and get yourself an Xbox control down the down the you know the the sort of trade-in shop down the road for ten fifteen pounds or whatever or twenty pounds and you can buy Game Pass for one pound for a month and just go mm. ahead and try everything you want and obviously if your internet connection is no good you're not going to have any fun but if you've got mm. over sixty meg download something like that give it a go because this is just like honestly it's completely blown my mind but before I finish up. Elder Scrolls Online is something that I've always wanted to try. I've always wanted to give it a go. And it's, oh, how good is it? How good was that sesh we had on Friday night? Like, I just, oh, it was so amazing. And it's like, literally, it feels like I'm playing Skyrim to play with you. Like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. But you're just going around all these amazing worlds, the lore and everything. It's just amazing. Yeah. And obviously, like, we're both big Elder Scrolls fans. So the fact that we're even able to get and i think it's really good we did it now like there's so many dlcs to it and also they fixed a lot of the errors that came out when it first came out so like we're playing it now being like oh this is phenomenal we had never have thought that there was anything wrong with it from when it first launched um it's just so good and it's getting to experience the world of tamriel yeah like all of it like obviously you have to buy a lot of the expansions to experience all of it but yeah, you of still course. get to roam around like at the moment we've just been in elsewhere and i think somerset isles but it's just been insane oh, we're like obviously so, so excellent like the gameplay i'm really oh, enjoying the storyline and the side quests and the variety of the side quests has been yeah. just just as fantastic and up and down and left and right as skyrim is you know like you walk in somewhere and then suddenly you're finding someone's brother's old shield in this place and you know all these yeah. different it's got that same feel that the skyrim has and it's just like for me it's just been so so excellent it's so so much fun and i can't wait to do yeah. like a top five favorite things we like about elder scrolls online or something that we can really break it down a bit more because i don't want to stop off on it too long because we've got a lot to get through today yeah. on the podcast but i will probably be continuing over the next couple of podcasts and stuff to to really stop off and break down just how utterly fucking amazing elder scrolls online is and how much i've enjoyed it and how just that you can all my favorite thing is that when there's a game that the second you talk about it you just want to stop everything and play it that is that's when you know you've hit the fucking jackpot and that's Mm -hmm. when that's when you know you love a game and that's what i feel like with it right now i'm just like shit i'm talking about it right now i just want to play yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's so true yeah all i'll say is that if you love elder scrolls or skyrim or oblivion and you love mmos like it's just perfect it it's really just perfect. Is perfect. It incorporates both those things perfectly into each yeah. other. Yeah, and it's really, really just fun. Especially, mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether that would be the same if I was playing it by myself, but especially when you're playing it with someone because we're just yeah. having such a laugh and just going around and doing some random stuff. And yeah. you know, we won't stop on, off on it now, but we did see a random person on there who was uh, having a party. <laughs> 
with a bunch of people. Oh, it's iconic. It's all proximity mic based, so you could like go up to people and say hello, how you doing, or whatever. If you're in like the, if you're in like an area, you can join the voice chat. But again, I won't go into. Yeah, it we got much, we got ten thousand gold out of it. I, well, like, yeah, yeah. This random guy gave us ten thousand gold, which was great. Yeah, that that was then great. like sort of like reminded me of RuneScape and stuff. It was great, but like it, it's it's like it it really is, and I I, I can't. Um, I never played it to begin with, so I don't know whether there's anybody who's hurt by the problems that, that like it had to begin with. But at this current state, excellent, absolutely excellent. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that is what's the story this week, and we will continue now into our first gaming top five. So this will be the new segment, the new middle segment, um, which is uh, what, what did you call the, the middle segment before? Can you remember? I can't remember what we called the middle segment, but but we it's top fives, game top fives now. Dead to us um, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the past. Leave it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. gone from our memories. We're, this week it is our top five gaming characters that we actually developed in real life, as full on as this is, some form of romantic love or attachment to, which I know. You know, there's probably, there's probably people who are listening who are like, oh my god, you know. But I, there's probably more people listening that go, yes, I have fully fallen in love with a fictional yeah. character. And there is I, no one. There could be yeah. absolutely no, especially if you play story based games that like you don't turn around and you're like, I fell in love with this character. Yeah. Sure. Unless you're playing Warzone for the rest of your life, you yeah. know, there's there can't be like. No, Obviously, sure. Luke fell in love with Link from Ocarina of Time, but yeah. you know, no, I'm yeah. <laughs> I always no, have to yeah. give a dig That's in it. at Luke. Sorry, <laughs> but like I remember when I was younger, like my sister just was like massive, massive into Pirates of the Caribbean, and I remember her telling me like she had like an actual crush on, on Jack Sparrow, on Jack Sparrow, uh, you know, and, and oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, for sure, like, good one, t- totally agree with that. What did I? Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying that it's just it's just amazing that a story can be told so well to you that you end up falling in love with a character specifically, you know. Mm-hmm. in a romantic way so we're going to take turns we're going to do one after the other so we'll both start with number five on our list so okay you go first i don't really have a particular order to be honest but just we, we won't call it our top five as in we're going to go one to five but just five things that we thought of this time yeah so we'll just yeah. say these are our five not necessarily our top five as in one to five but just our top five in any order you know yes okay cool, cool. okay I have written down Siri from The Witcher. Okay. So, obviously, I think no matter who you are, if you've played The Witcher, you care about Siri, whether it be vicariously true Geralt, because obviously Geralt is her father figure and he cares a lot about her. So, I think you know, no matter what, develop some sort of love or care for her. Mm-hmm. But I, at some point, was just like, can she be my girlfriend? Mm-hmm. I would, I would just, I just think she's so badass as a like especially as a female character like you get to play as her kind i wish you get to play as her more actually that's always something that i've heard people say and i agree with that you wish you could play as her more because she's very obviously she has her powers but she doesn't want that to define her she wants to use hard work and she wants to be a good person and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, she's always trying to be a good person. Like, there's certain parts of The Witcher where she's like, Geralt, can we go do this thing? Because I really want to help this person. Or I think justice needs to be done yeah. on certain characters. And she really, really fights for what she believes in, um, which is always the good of people. Yeah. Um, especially considering her past. She has a pretty, like, tough enough yeah. upbringing, a lot of hardships and stuff like that. Um. 
and even her personality she's just a she's a lovely like personality she jokes around she's just really upbeat um and you know she's even at points willing to sacrifice herself for the good of like the the planet Mm -hmm. at times and you're just like oh my god this girl is just amazing like and also she's pretty can we just point that out she's just very pretty pretty, yeah yeah um she has a really cool accent and voice as well the voice i love her voice (laughs) that's probably going to come up in some of my other um yeah like uh, characters as well like some of the voices are just like ooh, oh, melt my heart definitely, but definitely yeah series voice is like really really cool um so oh i just love her she's great i really do and then like there are ta- I, I think she's also potentially the least sexualized female yes. in the game yep definitely because i think they walk the fine line of of you don't want to over sexualize her because you're supposed to see her as uh, as Geralt as a daughter so you know yes. you you want to keep her in that kind of uh like as as the player I guess they want you to keep you in that place of thinking oh you know she is a, although you can do romantic with her can't you with the chap from the farm yeah um, did you choose to do that um I kind of I did right I kind of flirted with the idea I don't think I went full on okay. to I think there's a few different options where you could either be like no you can yeah. be kind of like yes or you can kind of toy with the idea yeah, yeah, um yeah yeah, yeah. So I was kind of just toying with it. Um, but I just don't uh, know. She just seems like a character. Like I would be like, I want you like at first I was like, I want to be her best friend. Yeah. Because like, and but then I was just like, I just end up really like fancy in her. I was like, yeah, she's just it. great. Yeah. And I just want to go on adventures with her. And all you want to do is kind of like, like make her happy. She's been through a lot and go on the, cause she, she's obviously very adventurous and quite, quite like rebellious at times and stubborn. And I kind of, I really liked that about her. And I was like, yeah, imagine going and killing, like becoming a witcher with her and just going around killing an, or not animals, monsters. Yeah, definitely. Like traveling around the world with her. It'd be great. Which is interesting for me because I had like flickers of that with her, but I was more yeah. so, I was more so down the line of thinking of her in more of the daughter way. But I guess there was, especially when they sort of, because it came out of left field where I was like, I felt as if I, I like placed her firmly in my mind in the daughter category. And then when they had mm-hmm. that little bit where you could start to flirt with Matey at the farm and stuff and she could be herself yeah. and be a bit more cheeky and stuff, I was like, oh, actually, like I could find like, I'm starting to find like uh, Siri a bit more like attractive and stuff, which is cool. Yeah, it depends, I think, on what perspective you take, because I think obviously I, in my opinion, I'm, I don't know actually about her age at all, but I saw her as more being around my age group. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So sure. I was thinking from me personally, because like The Witcher is interesting in that way, and you'll find that too, where you make decisions for Geralt that you wouldn't make for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Because you're like, oh, Geralt would prefer this, or this is meant for Geralt. Yeah. But like, okay, I'd love to choose the other person because personally, my own morals and stuff like that, I yeah, would choose sure. them. Yeah. Um, like, so I, I was like, like, I love Triss, but, and I would totally be with Triss. But yeah. I know that Geralt loves Yennefer really deep down. Yeah, you know? so that's, that's exactly the, why I chose Yennefer yeah. for but, my first. But to to recenter, yeah, the, the the Siri is is a fascinating a fascinating character, and it's and it's really mm-hmm. interesting to see that she crossed that line in your in your brain and stuff, which is cool. Like it's really it's just so, it's so fantastic that these characters can, and, and like I say, it's not in, it's not as if, and this is something I think that's so amazing about Siri specifically is that 
you know, she's not crossed your brain because it's like, like, you know, and this is not in any way derogatory to Yennefer's character or anything, but she is sexualized and she is shown naked. And she, there are these things that you can see and do with Yennefer that would obviously uh, instigate that kind of thought pattern mm-hmm. in your mind. And it's cool that you've gotten there with Siri without necessarily having that sexuality and stuff there. Yeah. I think she is outwardly pretty. Yes. I think there's no denying that, but a lot of why I fell in love with her as a character was because of her personality. Yes. Yeah. Um, and her voice is dope. Voice is so good. <laughs> it's her just so, so good. good. I was like, oh, I'd listen to that all day. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Um, I think... I don't know. I think, as I said, it's just mainly to do with the fact that I think she's roughly around my age and I think I could really empathize with her in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and I've said this briefly before in another episode that just like, obviously she had the relationship with girl to her dad and I have that very similar relationship with my own dad. So I think I just relate to her as a person. Yeah, definitely. Which is cool. Um, Which is how I made the connection with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dope. But yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. My first one is Piper from Fallout 4 um piper is a little um she's she works in like the press or something yeah oh i know start. her and you and you meet her yeah, when yeah. you get to uh I, I forget the name of the baseball park but that's the city that you go to at the very start of it and you meet her yeah. and you can become she can become your um your companion and stuff and i'm not sure whether there's much you can do in, re- in regards to actually romanticizing with her and stuff like that in it but she just she just had such like a cute demeanor and such like a just genuinely helpful and nice person personality that just made me think like oh you're just really lovely and you just genuinely want to be there for me and you just genuinely care for me um. which just made me feel really like like I just loved Piper like I just always wanted to take her with me and obviously you had the option of dog meat and all these different people that you could take with you as your companion but I just stuck with Piper the entire time because I was oh. just like oh, I really want to keep her with me because I just like have grown to like have this attachment to her and this like kind of like 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 love for her and it, like I say and it crossed my mind in that way with rather than being like oh she's just a great companion you know like a, a you know a Samwise Gamgee or whatever but she like ch- like changed in my mind for just like she just she, there was lots of uh I get like Fallout always have this thing where they say like everyone liked that or everyone disliked that or whatever they do this little like morality thing when you make certain mm-hmm. decisions and stuff like that and she would always like side with me in certain ways and just chip in with little things now and again that I just really like and what made me realize that like I liked her in that kind of way or liked her in more of like a romantic way was when I had the opportunity to take on like I had to take on other people like Valentine with me or something like that who's someone else you meet who's like a synth in the town and stuff like that um and that was like when I met him or met like met other people that I had the opportunity, I was just like, oh, as much as actually at this point, it makes sense to take uh, like to, to change to be in Valent- uh, Valentine or whoever else. I just didn't want to leave her. I was just like, oh, I have this like I have this. And, and then like I just started doing silly stuff there where I was like, oh, you know, if me and Piper live together and like because you can create towns in Fallout and stuff like that. So I'd be like making a town, like make a bed and stuff and, like, oh, let's make mine and Piper's room all cute and all this kind of stuff. You know, like, this is the kind of stuff I was thinking. And, like, stuff like that. <laughs> Which again, was can just... you can you romance people in Fallout 4? I'm not uh, I see it's it's been a while since I've played and I can't remember where you can sort of romance her a bit and ask her a few more of those sort of questions and stuff, because you can romance certain people or like marry people in Skyrim, for example, but I don't think yeah. you can in, in, in Fallout like actually marry them. 
but I remember okay. that you can. There's certain scenarios in which you can sleep with people. Like I remember there's a there's some woman who is a singer in one of the like downstairs bars of. Um, I wish I could remember the name of the city, and it's really bothering me that I can't remember the name of the city. But there's a different city that you go to. That there's this woman like down in the low lower part of a bar who's a bit of like a you know she like, go and talk to her about her like job and stuff, and then you can end up mm-hmm. sleeping with her. But like with Piper like I say it was it was less of a oh you're attractive and oh I think that like you know I'd like to sleep with you kind of like an attraction it was just like genuinely yeah. over time I grew to just like have a real attachment to her as a character um and it that's just really really nice but yes that is that is my first one which is which is Piper and I'll be interested to see when you get around to playing Fallout whether you like Piper as well um yes I've seen online that a lot of people don't like Piper but I'm not sure whether that's also because um people don't like what's her name from skyrim do they what's i forget her name lydia people don't like lydia very much but i think that's more so because the mechanics of that engine make them just act stupid at times so like you know, especially like... lydia for some reason yeah. lydia is more stupid than the rest of the companions <laughs> yeah i don't know but... why and we like if you know dover she will you know adhere to that as well yeah for sure she hates lydia <laughs> yeah. but i think that's like more so to do with the mechanics than it is to do with like them as yeah. actual person or whatever so so that's why i'm not sure whether some people don't like piper because of that but that is my number five um, nice number four right mine is a character called n from pokemon black and white okay so i'm coming this at this from like teenage kaylee's perspective because oh my goodness i ended up falling in love with him like as in my character in my game I was like I had this real big fantasy for like my character to fall in love with him um so it's very teenagery yeah thinking back on it but I love it I also love it we watched Twilight the other day that's how teenagery on my brain is still yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah he he's such a complex character and it's one of he's one of my favorite characters in the whole Pokemon all the Pokemon games because it's very complex he has quite a, I'm gonna say traumatic background. He he's basically adopted by this organization who grow him who he grows up as a child, only living with Pokemon, so he can talk with Pokemon. Mm, um, but he has really very little social interactions, except with certain adults who would have raised him in yeah. that organization. So you meet him, and he's just this really mysterious character. He's portrayed as quite handsome, I think, in like yeah. a you know as an anime style um he's like got green hair he's very unusual but he comes across very caring to pokemon so when you first meet him he's like oh i talk to your pokemon they really like you and stuff and that's really good that you treat your pokemon well and you're like oh cool this is really nice this dude talks to pokemon and you're just like oh that's great um and then at some point <laughs> you go on a ferris wheel ride with him and they really and i don't know actually i don't know if they constructed this way or my brain constructed it this way that i was like "Ooh, we're on a date yeah and like i was like what 14 or something or like even younger potentially so i was like oh this is amazing yeah um and you're on this ferris wheel ride with him and you're just like oh my god we're on a date this is fantastic and then we literally get to the top of the ferris wheel and stop and he goes by the way i'm the leader of team plasma here at this evil organization and you're like oh no what just what and you're like stuck at the top of a ferris wheel with him and you're like oh my god this is not a date then not a date so anyway um not to go too much on about it then but he he's still even though he's the head of this evil organization he still shows a lot of this caring side to pokemon and what he's doing for the organization is because he cares about pokemon how people treat them so badly Mm -hmm. um and 
so then when you beat him kind of at the end and you um, beat his father and stuff like that, he actually has the capability to change his mind and be like, okay, I realize now my goal was good, but how I was going about it was wrong. Yeah. Well, it's way more complex because obviously he got like Stockholm syndrome because he was raised by these people mm-hmm. completely socially isolated from people also. And he was just raised with Pokemon, which was like, you know, mentally that would mess you up realistically, like to the point where how could you, it was just really, it shows a really strong character of him that he was able to change his mind at the end of the game where he's like, okay, look, I realize now the error of my ways. Yeah. Um, and he just always shows his really caring side. And he goes, and then you have Pokemon Black and White 2. So there's a sequel to this game. Oh, and he actually cool. comes, he comes back in it. And he's like been going around. He's been trying to like socially connect with people. And he's like doing a lot of soul searching. He's trying to help Pokemon. He's just doing all these lovely things and has a lovely demeanor about him. And he comes back and actually helps the character, the player character in the second game. Yeah. Uh, I was like freaking out when I saw him. I was like, oh my God, he's back. I was like, this is <laughs> I was like, oh, it's my future. All the flatters. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And yeah, he just comes back to like, you know, help the player character, even though it's also against his old adopted father who had raised him. Yeah, yeah. Who was really evil, like really messed up, like did really messed up stuff to him and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh my God. But the fact that he was able to realize that his dad was a bad person regardless of anything because there's a lot of characters that you see that like they're raised that way they'll never change their minds you know but yeah i always just had these like imaginations where because like when you're younger as well it's like really easy to fantasize and like make up your own stories especially with pokemon and stuff that you're like oh i'm gonna be the best pokemon trainer here's my party and Mm -hmm. i used to like conduct it in a way that was like oh my character's gonna fall in love with him and we're gonna Mm -hmm. raise pokemon together and that'd be great yeah but um yeah that's kind of him yeah that's i was just like oh love it yeah so good super cute like that. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's cool that yeah he, he had that turnaround as well which is nice but i think yes. i think even if he hadn't made the turnaround you still would have just genuinely his character and his his aesthetics and stuff was something that you were just trying to do in general yeah. Yeah. yeah he was portrayed like a really like handsome mysterious yeah, type but yeah, then he was also given so was this like, caring personality. yeah was it was it like uh just out of interest just because i'm just taking in what you're giving me and i've never seen it before or anything mm-hmm. so like yeah. was it like walking this line of like he was a bad boy but uh, nice or was it like more so that he just had like the aesthetic and was nice? Okay, just because we just watched Twilight, I'm gonna con- compare it to Twilight. So <laughs> this is terrible. Um, you know the way Edward Cullen is supposed to be that kind of socially yeah, awkward, yeah. pretty boy. Yeah. And that's um, what he's like. Is, it? is that what you saw? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more yeah. sense. All right. So that, we... Like, especially teenagers would really like, for some reason, teen- yeah, like, yeah. teenagers really seem to love mm-hmm. a socially awkward pretty boy. I don't yeah. know why it is, but it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, my next is probably on your list and is Serana. Yes, she is on my list. So, yeah. We yeah. we can have a, a, a discussion about her. Basically, we can fight over here. It's fine. <laughs> I will win. I just had only played Skyrim growing up a lot and I used to run around to the like Dark Brotherhood. I used to run around just mm-hmm. potter about and like, you know, I was very young, so I used to like like almost role playing it and fantasize and stuff and run yes. around and pretend I was doing this or pretend I had a little camp going in the nights and stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was when I was far younger when I was like thirteen, fourteen. But then when I got older, which was I must have not actually completed Skyrim until I was twenty five. And like okay. 
when I first played through it, I, I played through everything because it was on the Switch. It was complete edition. And I obviously came across Serana and just completely fell in love with her because you, yes. can't, you can't help but do it. Because I think she's the she's the only character in it that isn't like romanticized in regards to like like she they actually give you like genuine concrete reason to want to fall in love with her and that she's like mm-hmm. vulnerable and that she's also like really strong and really like lovely and genuinely cares and although she's a vampire yeah. she does these different things and they give you these things later on like decisions where it's like uh like you can't actually ever romanticize her properly but you can do stuff like change me, change me into a vampire like you, you know, and she's like, but even when you do that, she's like, like, again, just a, a bit like Edward Cullen to a degree is a bit like, I don't want to do that to you. I don't want you to live the life mm-hmm. I'm living and all this kind of stuff. Like I'll yes. do it, but you have to be sure and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I want to be with you forever. I want to love you forever. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, just bite me, take me with you. I'll just be as bite me. <laughs> I'll be a vampire with you forever, whatever, you know? Um, yeah. And it's just, it's just really interesting to, to, like that that she particularly because she has i think she's just so well written that that's mm. why i fell in love with her as opposed to like she's not like again she's not over sexualized or anything she's not like nope. like she's not got like she's not all like aesthetically over sexualized or anything like that she's just genuinely like homely and hearty and i just like completely fell in love with her though over the time especially when you go through her story it just like as it progressed i was just to begin with i was just a bit like oh a new companion and then like yep. a couple of missions later i was like oh i'm really liking you and then a couple of missions after i was like oh, i fucking love you Sharna. why are they putting you through this and you know like that's like how it went you know as it progressed yeah, she's <laughs> such a horrible horrible upbringing and life and all this type of stuff that you're kind of kind of like how I said about the my characters too, you're kind of in awe of how they turned out to be so nice or how good they end up being because like obviously she, how she became a vampire is horrible, terrible. What her father has done to him is also terrible. Her mother's like, even though she loves her mother, her mother's done some questionable stuff to her in her life and yeah. how the Don Guard treat her, like with discrimination and stuff, she doesn't owe it to anyone else to yeah. save people, but she still goes against all of that and she's just like i need to help save the world and that's yeah. what's gonna be amongst and she... the vampire yeah. slayers to to do the right thing and stuff and that's yeah. where i remember those moments when you take her back to the to the dawn guard castle or i forget what name that is yeah the, fort dawn guard yeah that's yeah. it so you take it to that and and they they like are like oh you know what's she doing here and all this kind of stuff and yeah just just in general and i think like there was just something different about her and i know we just sort of made a joke about lydia and stuff earlier on but like lydia's very sort of Yes, my thing. Yes, that's it. Just very devoid. Very monotone. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. And loads of the companions are, you know? But she just has a bit of depth and stuff and says things like, oh, I don't really like it when it's sunny and stuff. And like, again, with the Piper thing, I was, I cared about her enough to be like, oh, God, I wish I could just go back in the cave with you, really. Yeah. yeah. And she, and because, like you say, she's been through so much and she's still so lovely and she's still so caring. She's still so heroic, like, just genuinely heroic that you want to just, like, take her away for a weekend and just make her feel happy for a weekend and let her like see what it's like to just be loved and be cared for and all this kind of stuff you know (laughs) yeah that's exactly what it is you're just like i want to end this for her yeah and then look after her even though she could definitely look after herself but even just like show her love and show her care and just like go places with her and show her the world and like all that type of stuff that you're just like i just you you deserve so much better from what you've had yeah and she's just genuinely lovely she's just a really lovely character yeah yeah. And she also, I have to say this, 
because she has this like she's lovely to she clearly ends up caring about you and stuff but it never crosses her end of being like she Mm -hmm. falls in love with you in any way but they are almost like construct it so that you can fall in love with her and you can try to fall in love with her but she ends up sort of saying no in the end and stuff that i you know i have to bring it up that you know you almost want what you can't have and you know not not being able to have sarana just and not being able to just be like oh we're off to thingy to go get married you know like that you can do with any of the others that suddenly that makes her more alluring that like makes you like want to try harder to like you know whatever and i know that that's like you know not necessarily uh, the right way to think but like i i know that that's something that i feel a lot of people that we're listening and stuff would probably resonate with in regards to being like yeah yeah definitely because especially like because there is romance in skyrim yeah and then it's like oh all the ones you want to romance this is going to go into my yeah, next exactly, person as yeah. well <laughs> you're like oh i can't romance the person i want yeah why is that or i could fall in love with matey down the road who uh has no depth yeah. to him <laughs> yeah why why is that <laughs> but yes so i would like that's what mods are for, I suppose. Yeah. Serana. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Serana's anything else particularly on her? No, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Yeah, she Serana. really does. If you know Serana, like, there's loads of people that we know who love Serana. Like, Dova loves Serana. Like, Stars, uh, sitting in Stars, she loves yeah. Serana. Like, there's just so many people that resonate w- with loving her. Yeah. So I think people will just understand why we both yeah, also 100%. love her. You know, you know that when you type, how can you... And, or, or do you type Serana into Google? It says, how can you romance or how can you met- marry yeah. Serana? You know, there's a few people that probably share in your in your way of thinking that. Um, yeah. Okay, so do, because that was both of ours, are you wanting me to go again or you wanted you to go? I'm going to go just because my yeah. next one is Skyrim related. Oh, okay, yeah, far yeah, far away. And it's quite quick anyway. I'm yeah. not going to go too much into it, but um, it's going to be controversial. Okay. <laughs> I said Ulfric Stormcloak. Okay, right. And... This comes from the teenage Kaylee thought process again. Where, and I know this is potentially not the healthy way to go, but it's a very teenagery way to go. Where it's like, oh, you want to change a person. Um. So Ulfric, obviously, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. So I always play as a wood elf, right? Or he's very racist. Like Ulfric Stormcloak is a known to be a very racist character, and. Yeah. What happened was I when I before I got Skyrim, it came out on release and someone I knew was playing it and they said that they played as a dark elf, they joined the Stormcloaks, then by the end of it, Ulfric Stormcloak was nice to the Dark Elves. And I was like, oh, that's good. He can change. But I actually don't think that ever happens. No, I think that yeah. person may have lied to me. So I went off that basis as I think I was 16 or something, 15 or 16, and I was like, okay, I had made this idea in my head that I was like, because as you do, you yeah. fall in love with characters. He's this big hunky viking man who yeah, has a really sexy voice once again really sexy and voice. face and hair yeah and you're just like yep. oof oof yeah pummel me no don't yeah. sex <laughs> about, but yeah that gives me... <laughs> sure. you, you know you get that though you get that he's very yeah. like but because he's a king as well because he's the leader of the storm like, he has a presence yeah. and like a and you know you have that like when you first yeah. walk into that big like stony corridor and he's like yeah. sat at the end and you can hear his voice and like carries through the room and stuff you're like oh you're like ooh, look at that hunky man on the throne so, <laughs> yeah yeah um so you see him and so in my head i constructed this idea that i'm a wood elf i'm gonna join the stormcloak army and then i had this all constructed in my head almost like a little fan fiction that i was mm-hmm. like oh he's gonna be super racist and he's gonna treat me really bad but as time goes on i'm gonna prove to him that like you know elves are worth it and elves yeah. like you know 
are just what he thinks they are and he turns his way around and falls in love with me mm. and then all of a sudden like by the end of it he's like oh i'm actually like we we beat the imperials and he's like oh i fall in love with this elf and then i'm gonna treat all the elves good yeah. so in my head i've constructed this whole story uh so yes i'd fallen in love with him as a 15 year old and made mm-hmm. this whole story up and i was like it was great i loved it it didn't transpire <laughs> nope i'm still upset <laughs> <laughs> because obviously then as you get older you're like oh shit you, you people don't tend to change like mm-hmm. that yeah but it's just this whole thing where especially as a teenager and we had a very brief discussion about this that like you know what is being produced for teenage audiences is like oh you have these men that it's like oh you i choose you and all this type of stuff um i can fix you and you know yeah exactly so i was coming at it from that angle so obviously now as an older person i would be kind of like oh he's just racist why would i yes why would i sure but i still hold on he's like my story yeah and he's like a massive egotistical fucker as well you know yeah 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 yeah. he loves himself you know Mm -hmm. and i think again to a younger impressionable gaily even that could be attractive or whatever you know just being a bit like oh god he's so self-assured and you know he's just a big strong fucking whatever you know in Um, fairness to him he has good reasons he's quite powerful he was able to master the voice above most humans that weren't like dragonborn so he has good reason and if you don't have that attitude you can't take over so i understand why he has that attitude you gotta be like a king if you're a king you know but yes in my skyrim world yeah he stopped being racist and fell in love with me so <laughs> yeah yeah, nice. yeah yeah so there you have it i get it yeah i get it yeah. but yeah i think f- for me like i say it his voice is very nice oh, he's, very sexy. As- he's very aesthetically pleasing but he's mm-hmm. a dick so like that's where my my uh my attraction yeah. stops. <laughs> okay my next one is i'm i'm gonna yeah all right so i've got Yennefer down so I'm going to split I've got Triss and Yennefer so the last one one I'm going to say I've got both but I'm going to I'm going to put my other one in between the two of them but in fact right. I'll talk about Triss and Yennefer okay I'll just mm-hmm. put because that's two so this is knocking two off my list um, yep. Yennefer because I so Triss I completely lately fell in love with in the second game mm-hmm. because I played the second game and I loved her and I thought she was amazing and I just thought she was so like just pretty looking and just like so like lovely to Geralt and everything had such a cute voice and just like I thought like her actual character model was so pretty and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. then I came into the second game and went in the exact same vein of thinking I met her in the city and we dealt with the rats or whatever and all that when you first meet her but she has this kind of like somberness about her which she didn't have in the second game because her and Geralt were together in the second game so like I, I then was just like, oh, Tris, don't be upset. Like, you're so lovely and beautiful and I just love you so much. And then I ended up, like, romancing her, of course, and carrying on and all this kind of stuff. And just I was just totally head over heels in love with Tris anyway because she's so lovely. She's just so lovely. She's so nice. And I know there's a lot of, like, Tris haters out there who were like, you know, she knew that Geralt was with Yennefer and then Geralt lost his yeah. memory and kind of stepped in there a bit. But, you know, Geralt, like, why wouldn't you? I would step in if if I had the chance with Geralt, you know? So, like, why wouldn't <laughs> you? You know, so, like, yeah, but I do understand that, like, yeah, that was pretty snaky of her to carry on and do that, even though, but I just think genuinely she actually loves Geralt as well. Like, she just genuinely has this deep love for Geralt, the same kind of love I think he has for Yennefer, but perhaps mm-hmm. doesn't have for her, that she actually feels for him. 
you know, you it's can, fine. Yeah. You have that love for her, so you can replace yes. Geralt. Yeah, exactly. And she doesn't love me back, so I feel I know exactly how she feels. You know, we can talk to each other. She can tell me about Geralt. I'll tell her about her. You know, whatever. But yeah, yeah so <laughs> but she she like encapsulated me and just had me so like I was like I'm so Team Triss. And the thing that knocked me off my socks was that when Skellige came around and the whirlwind of Yennefer hit me. I just couldn't help. And I think, I'm not sure if like, it's a, it's like a, a, a male thing sometimes of just being a bit like, um, almost like a, a woman who takes charge in such a way like Jennifer does is so unbelievably attractive. Cause she's just like, you can't find it attractive. You're coming with me. In female do, also, yeah, but... Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But it's just yeah. like, I think like stereotypically males are the, like, you know, the, the, the I don't know the person who would make the decision or be in charge especially in fiction and stuff like that a lot of the time but like uh, the way that that Yennefer is is just so like like I would say that you know if you look at it as like top or bottom I would say that Geralt, Geralt would be the top in him and Triss's relationship but Yennefer's definitely the top of him and Yennefer's relationship you know so like mm-hmm. that for me was just like so strange because I felt like with with Triss everything was so like natural and lovely and just like they felt like like the interactions because Geralt was still the same like cheeky old Geralt he only is and you can do all the dialogue options and stuff like that uh, and obviously when she falls into your arms and stuff that was the only moment in video games I've actually felt my heart completely sink and stuff and I fell in love with someone like mm-hmm. I never felt like that with with Yennefer at all um as I you know very poorly swept between the two of them here in my mind but like the fact that Yennefer came in and was just so straight to the point and so like and just and the, the game takes you on that route of like right just follow Yennefer shit she's such a whirlwind of craziness and like I don't care I'm Yennefer I do what I want and like I know that like in the same way that like you were saying with Ulfric and stuff like he's a he's a like there's a lot to not like about Yennefer there's a lot to not not like mm-hmm. about her character, but fucking hell, is there just something about her? There's just something about the fact that she's just like, I'm just like, oh my god, Yennefer, just tell me what to do. I'll just follow you. I'll just do whatever you want me to do because you're just like, you know, you're gonna do it anyway, aren't you, or whatever. And you can flirt with her like you do the little thing where you flirt with her at the funeral to begin with, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, Geralt, it's a funeral and stuff, and like you know, it's all just a bit like, oh, and then and then like as that progressed with the horse, and then you you go on to like see the the thing with the gin and everything, and it's just like. I sat there and I was so committed to Triss in my mind, but she had hit me with this whirlwind of just power. Like she is a powerful lady, like a powerful character. And she is just like um, effortlessly sexy as well. Like, so she's mm-hmm. just like so alluring. And like, I just was sat on the thing, but it like went below like the physical attraction, all that kind of stuff. And like suddenly during the gin level and stuff and during the whole time with her finding Siri and everything that like you notice that she has a very hardened exterior but really deep down she's actually like really caring and loving and stuff and she really loves Geralt deep down she really loves Siri deep down and all these different things sees her as a daughter and all this kind of stuff although you she does walk a fine line of does she want to harness Siri I'm not sure like and I think mm-hmm. that could be that could be debated but yeah I, 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 there is to me that kind of like I feel like actually deep down Yennefer is a loving and caring person or whatever or a part of her is maybe yeah and like that was where I was just like oh you know in that kind of way of like oh you know I could I want to be there for that part of Yennefer and stuff and I want to like love her and care for her and show her that like you know as powerful as she is and everything that that actually you know I do love her and all this kind of stuff which was like crazy crazy whirlwind for me for her to pull me away from Triss who would be so much more my kind of 
in real life, like you say, you're making decisions for Geralt, where like in real life, I would certainly want to be with Triss and Triss would be perfect for me because she's like attentive and loving and caring and like all these different things that make Triss so great. She's cute and she like in her band yeah. and her banter with like Geralt is really lovely and stuff like that. But she's also very powerful and she's also very mm-hmm. like fiery and stuff like that. Not to excuse the pun with her, you know, making balls of fire out of her hands. But like, I think that with with Yennefer it was just it was just so like such a whirlwind of difference to me but then as Geralt when I was sat up on top of the thing it wasn't like a personal decision of me being like oh I now yeah. love Yennefer so much I want to go with her as well after romancing Triss of course that I was like oh I think Geralt genuinely loves her I think Ger- I think now mm-hmm. the gin's gone that Geralt has done all this stuff where he went to the wild hunt for her he sacrificed his life for her and all these different things that he's done that like shit Geralt has like lost all his memory and he's come back and he's found his way despite losing his memory all the way back to Yennefer again and that she is the one for Geralt or whatever she is that person yeah and then that then infected via Geralt me in real life and made me feel that she was someone that I could fall in love with in real life as well. But like like I say, because Witch is so well written and because I care about Geralt so much as a character that when things affect him, they like naturally like sort of broke the fourth wall and affected me in those ways. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that those two characters for sure just I could talk about them for hours. But yeah, that's the re- the general reasons why I fell in love with the two of them as well. But Triss, for yeah. sure, I have to just stop off and say, and I probably have said this on plenty of podcasts, and I probably will say it in the future as well. It's one of my trope stories. But that moment that they that Triss falls into your arms and you're drunk and you have that split second to make that decision, I was sat alone in my front room and I had my headphones on and this rush of actual like and and i at that point as well i'd been in a relationship for a long time and stuff and i like it just like hadn't had that feeling of like oh it's a brand new like oh someone's kissed me it was like that and i just like had this like feeling yeah. in my chest of like oh yeah i'll kiss her i was like oh let's be crazy <laughs> it's like the way it felt it was like mm-hmm. weird, you know <laughs> yeah but that's the beauty of video games and being interactive and happy to tell the stories yeah. i hope i can fade that right but like yeah i that's that's i think f- you did that's my feelings about about Tristan and Yennefer, you know, and then it's just mm-hmm. such a. It's I I feel that though because I almost put Tristan down mm-hmm. on my list, but I haven't actually romanced Trist yet. So I was like, look, I'm gonna hold out because uh, yeah. I actually personally love Triss as a character, and I would fancy Triss as a character. Yeah. But I chose Yennefer because I thought that was the best thing for Geralt, and look, I totally agree. I was like, Yennefer is hot, Yennefer is sexy, and I was like, I fancy Yennefer. Yeah but not to the degree like I would choose Yennefer for Geralt, but I would choose Triss as my own girlfriend if yes, I was to definitely. choose. And, and I think this is like, you know, this is, I wrote in the title romantic or attachment love. And this is what I mean is that somehow, uh, although, like I say, like there's a lot to like physically about Yennefer or whatever, that she actually made me feel attached to her via that stuff as well. And going through and reanimating that body and all the crazy things that, that they went through and stuff together. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing with, with Triss that specifically I think more so than Yennefer for me and this is where we're talking about ourselves aren't we where like I Mm -hmm. think again for Geralt and his love like Yennefer was more so for me but uh, Triss for sure like just in the way that you interact with her and how like genuinely grateful she seems to be for Geralt's love and that she genuinely yeah. loves and cares about him and you almost have to work your way back into her heart in in Witcher 3 but like she just genuinely seems to just really enjoy Geralt and his presence and stuff and, and it's just cute as well you know yeah and that makes sure. me I can't... in real life I'm excited 
to when I play my second playthrough I'm definitely going to choose Triss because I, I just chose Yennefer because I thought that was the right thing to do not because it was my personal choice Yeah. so I'm excited to see how it goes the second time when I choose Triss on to the next one <laughs> my one you gotta buckle yourself up for because okay buckled oh I'm so excited I'm so excited so this game isn't even out yet. It's in early access, but I have chosen Astarian from Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. Um. So anyone who probably has seen my Instagram has seen me post pictures of this <laughs> beautiful, beautiful vampiric man. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll, I don't have a PC, so I've no, I haven't even played the early access game. I haven't even played this game and I've fallen in love with this character so much. But anyone who I have, who has played this game and has romance's character resonates with me it's just a thing um so basically he's a also i'm just going to point out this game is probably going to be my favorite game of all time when it comes out do you think when it i definitely i just think this game i've watched the early access and i i was so obsessed with following every single move after i saw a, a gameplay of it i watched someone play full through the first patch which was so buggy and so it was so amazing though so it's based off Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So basically every, and I think this is why I end up falling in love with this character so much as I do, is because every single choice you make, you you can literally make so many different choices and you can you can really shape your relationship with characters. Yeah. Because it's all about the dice rolling mechanic. And with D- Dungeons and Dragons, you really make what you can of a story. But yes, Asarian is a vampire who is one of your companions and you can play as kind of too, but you have your main player character um, and you have other companions too, which I also have a very deep connection with. Mm-hmm. Um, but this specific character, I have never felt such feelings for, especially as an adult, because this game mm-hmm. only came out in the last year yep. in early access. And I was literally just, it's the first time I, re- I reinstalled my Tumblr. Who am I? Yeah, I reinstalled my Tumblr just to get like a starring <laughs> content. I started reading fan fictions about this dude. Yeah. I was like, who am I? Kaylee is 14 years old again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so hard to even start off where to begin. He so for one, his voice is the potential sexiest voice I've ever heard in my whole entire life in a video nice. game. And um I started following the voice actor and everything. And I was just like <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The voice actor, his normal voice isn't even that sexy. But oh, it's just he puts on a voice for it. Yeah, he yeah. puts on this really like posh, like aristocratic voice for mm. this character. So he's supposed to be this really posh vampire who escapes his master. Okay. Loads of trauma, loads of PTSD involved. And you're like, oh dear, this dude is probably going to stab me while I sleep. Mm. He's really super dangerous. He's like, <laughs> is that a part of like uh, how alluring he is? As yes. Well? Yeah, yeah. I think everything to do with it was alluring. I'm just like, oh, this yeah. is fantastic. But um, yeah, basically, it's like you start off like literally. He he has a knife to your throat, and you're just like, oh, this guy, I need to kill him. Like he, I just need. He's just an asshole. He's just yeah. going. You're going to end up having to kill him. But you end up. He's really flirty. Like he's really flirty. Oh, right, yeah. Um, he's flirty with everyone though and that's just his character he's just like always like calling you darling and all these little things mm-hmm. and he's really sassy and he is canon bisexual okay 
as are all the companions as far in yeah all the companions end up being bisexual because you can romance them whether you are yeah of course, yeah, 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 yeah um but you can tell that this guy is genuinely bisexual um but yeah he's he's basically like he starts off being like a real asshole to you and stuff like that and he's like leave me alone and you don't know he's a vampire at first either mm. and it's just ridiculous because he like and i think he's really dorky in certain ways where you're kind of like how do you not know he's a vampire because he's really obvious about it like you find a boar on the on the road with teeth marks in it and it's like oh my god he's drained dry and he's like to know to know how that happened and you're just like hmm but he's just really sassy he is that bad guy that you're like i shouldn't love him yeah i really really shouldn't love him he's going to stab me in the back at any Mm. point or hurt you or whatever but you just it's just that yes but they do such an um, the character development in this game is just unreal like you really end up like getting really like um involved in their lives and stuff so he as you travel along with them and more nights pass and you camp and stuff you are able to learn more about them they they unveil more of your life of their life to you and he um explains that he had this master that you know basically tortured him and did loads of horrible horrible stuff to him and made him do loads of horrible stuff to people because vampire spawns are controlled by their master whether they like it or not like it's like a telepathic like force you to do whatever they say so he he starts unveiling all the stuff and over time he becomes quite vulnerable with you and you're like oh he's becoming quite vulnerable with me and no one else behind that exterior kind of thing yeah yes exactly and you realize he like he acts the way he does because he's been traumatized basically he has a lot and like i've read a lot of stuff and they basically portray trauma in a really really like realistic sort of way but then it's also very dangerous to romance someone who's been through some trauma like that like especially um but it comes back to like oh you want to be able to be there for someone and change a person that type of thing um so the level of intimacy you can get with these characters also helps with the love i think you can develop with them because obviously you can flirt with them you can choose to flirt with them you can choose to sleep with them okay the sex scenes and stuff are even quite detailed oh um and not even just from a like it's hot point of view it's just it creates this real like proper intimacy with a character that you're like yeah. yeah um which i think helps um but yeah they they because it's only an early access you don't know how far you can go with this character but what they have done so far i'm like completely like head over heels for this this mm-hmm. character it's insane um and you know like deep down you know that something bad is going to happen like you yeah. just know that he's going to either turn on you something bad is going to happen between him and maybe his old master or something yeah. and but you really want to be there and you're trying to support him and he's opening up to you and it's that proper like you know his connection developing mm-hmm. and he's just really oh he's just really flirty and it's just like he's just hot he's just really hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you think like physically he's hot and his voice obviously everything his voice is probably hotter than his character is yeah the voice is what got me from the start i was like oh my god <laughs> talk to me i this is so bad there's a five hour like a youtube video of all his dialogue and i oh stuck God. it on the background of my youtube one day and i was like oh it's so good oh, really nice 
Yeah, I sound desperate, but I'm telling you, anyone who has played this game and romanced him, there are just so many people that are in love with this character. Yeah. Um, for good reason, and I, I don't think I can even potentially portray how much of a connection you can develop with these characters. Like, I would really actually, you know, encourage people to go have a look at some of the gameplay of yeah, Baldur's sure. Gate Three. It looks amazing. It's going to be so- for it for sure. It's such an amazing game. And anyone who's played a Divinity Original Sin 2, it's by the same company and it's kind of a very similar yeah. um, style. But um, if you want something extremely interactive that you basically create the story to, yeah. like Dungeons and Dragons, you're going to love this. Yeah, cool. So I'm going to stop now because I could go on forever. <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah. And I've, I've, I, there's, a, there's a distinct difference as well in your portrayal of what this character is in regards to you can see that it's more vivid in yourself yes. and as we speak you know rather than others it's more like oh i've you know i feel this way but it's not necessarily this is like concrete you can tell that you know there is just something particularly about that character that is incredibly alert they really really like you like it's so interactive that you don't think oh this is just my player character you're like this is me yeah Sure. This is me feeling real, anything. real like role playing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Which, yeah. Of course, if it's backed off of um, Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons it makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. That's cool, though. It's yeah. really nice to get that. Like, in, in, of course, I know that you're holding yourself back a bit, but again, this is the conversation to let those things out. You know what I mean? That like, this is the conversation to read. Yeah, if I let go anymore, I'm going to become a proper simp that'll just be like, <laughs> and then people will be like, she's a weirdo. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, that's that's why I like to have these conversations because you're going to resonate with someone who's going to be like, shit, yeah, I totally feel that way as well, you know? I have I sent people, I told people, I was like, I have, I've literally looked up fan fiction about this because it's in early, I think as well, because it's in early access, you only have a certain amount of content. Yeah. So obviously it's like you're you're not able to play more or watch more of it. Yeah. And I was like, I have this void that needs to be filled. <laughs> so I was like literally just looking up fan fiction. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I feel 14 again. It's great. <laughs> it was great. It's a great feeling though, in a yeah, sense, because sometimes definitely. I think when you're older, you lose that sense of like, you know, when you even if you find a new band that you love and you're like, oh, I want to listen to every single thing that they yeah. they put out but I haven't felt that way about certain things in a long time and this is the first time I've really felt like a teenager again where it's like I really really almost obsessively which I don't know if it's good or a bad thing but almost obsessively really want to understand everything about it and I want to read more and I just want all the content that I can get yeah so it's cool though it's dope yeah but okay cool my next one is and my last one of course on my list is Nathan Drake from Uncharted Ooh. so again the primary... I just know he has really strong fingers. That's all I know. Yes, unbelievably strong fingers. So yeah. the strongest fingers you ever seen in your life. You hang off anything, <laughs> but he, there is something specifically. Uh, I think, of course, number one, it's a, it's his voice. So he's he's extremely well voice acted by um, <laughs> Nolan North, and he it, there there is just something about Nathan Drake that makes him. He's like he's a cheeky chappy a real proper cheeky chappy who just says funny things. He's very sarcastic. He's very tongue in cheek all the time, but he's also like really emotionally deep. And there's so much that like 
uh, fuels him emotionally. Like he had a real tough upbringing, real tough childhood, especially in the fourth one. You find out about how his him and his brother grew up, and that he grew up in an orphanage and all these different things. And it's just like it's really like heart wrenching. And you see that he falls in love with with Elena through the storyline and all this kind of stuff. And that 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 he's always torn between this adrenaline junkie sense of adventure. Can never let that like that fire die, die down in him for wanting to go and jump off something crazy and just like you know go and find them. what's the biggest and best treasure you could possibly find like but at the same time he's also wanting to like settle down with Elena and like especially the fourth game really like takes you through difficult v- v- venues of his character different difficult like um places like there's a really really infamous bit where he's at the top of his house and he's in an attic and he's got all of his memorabilia up and stuff and all of the adventures he's been on in the past the three previous games the past three games and he's just like sat there on his computer or doing something and then he like picks up this little toy gun and goes like whoa 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 and it's like a really clever way to get you to do a shooting tutorial again but it's actually like him like hiding behind and shooting these like plastic bullets of things and going like, whoa, whoa, these guys are doing this. And then like he like falls over or something and Elena's like, you're right up there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, fine. And then, like you can tell that like he's and you can go round his room and like the, the fourth one, because it's like it finalizes the, the quartet or whatever it is of the of the because it's not a trilogy. It's a, it's a whatever that would be quartet, is it? Um, the, yeah. the like it's the final one and it really takes you through the memories that you've been through with him as a player and like he opens up and he like flips over a little book and he does his little classic just like insatiable nathan drakeness where it's like you know he just like like says something cheeky about the thing like oh shit i remember that guy or whatever and it's like you know his little coin or something that you can find and like they have this little mechanic where you can like move it around and stuff and like check it out but like it's how he interacts with different people and different characters and like even in the moments where he is like not trying to be attractive or something like that like i still just seem to find him like totally just like i'm just like oh you're such a fucking legend like he fights nadine in the fourth one who's who's like a really strong female character who's like just like beats the living shit out of him and even just the way he like engages in the argument with her he's like whoa 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 you know like i don't hit girls bang she whacks him in the face and he's like oh like he's like all right love take it easy and then she just whacks the shit out of him again and he's like oh all right and like just like genuinely just can't like help himself but be this cheeky chappy like all the time and like yeah. even when he's like in the most dangerous of dangerous situations he always seems to put this like little like whoa fucking hell that was close you know like that kind of thing you know like even though they just yeah. literally nearly died like that kind of thing all the time but his like later on it's like as the fourth one progresses specifically the the there's lots to love about him you can see the conflict in him and there's so much so you're just like oh you would blatantly love elena so much but you just you just can't help but love the adventure. And there's this amazing bit where he's like sat on the sofa with her and he looks up at this like photo and they play the most beautiful music. And there's just like Uncharted has this amazing kind of like tribal music that they use. And he like mm-hmm. looks into the photo and he starts to lose himself and it starts to play the old music again. And you're like, oh, like he's thinking about adventure. And then she goes, are you even listening to me? And he's just like, oh yeah 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 like whatever and then like is is that he's such like he's so cheeky and he's so like his voice but he's just genuinely good looking as well so he's just like a really strapping looking like sort of tall dark handsome kind of guy as well which Mm -hmm. which also helps of course but like and he's also just there's just something about him that you just can't help but like and even if like you're not someone who particularly fell in love with romantically or whatever but just you know 
you just like him. You're just like, oh, he's such a geese and he's such like a... But he, the, the way that Nolan North delivers his character is like he gives him this depth. He gives him this... Like, he's able to switch between like deep emotion and like cheeky surface level stuff at all times. But you can also tell that, that that's... Like, there's... And there's something that's really nice between him and Sully that like it like he you know like when someone's the absolute closest friend of yours and you can really like take the piss out of each other about anything kind of thing and that's the kind of level that they're at but just in general it's just like he's so like he gets dressed up in his tuck some and was one point and i was like oh fucking hell like you're just like you just there's these times mm-hmm. where you're like oh like drake you're usually all like um what is it you're usually so adventure like, wear and stuff yeah he's all like rugged and dirty and like whatever and like yeah. seeing him all dressed up smart it's like oh you're fucking cute all dressed up smart or whatever but like he's mm-hmm. just in general he's just such a fucking fantastic character and he's so like likable and i think that's it at the end of the day it's just i think everyone likes a joker or a cheeky chappy or someone who takes a piss out of people and all that yeah. kind of stuff and makes you laugh and i think that's something that you know that's why it crossed that line for me in my mind in, in that way you know Mm-hmm. I can't yeah, wait for you sure. to see him and experience him. <laughs> yeah, I have never played Uncharted. I really so. think you're gonna love him, especially come like the the fourth game, which is specific. I would be very curious to do another one of these in like maybe a year's time after we've played other games to yeah. see if because uh, like a few people have said to me they're like, oh, wait till you play Blood and Wine. There's gonna be a character yeah. in that you're just yeah. gonna fall in love with, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. But I think yeah, this maybe is something we can revisit at some yeah, point. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think this is a list that can either stay the same. Yeah. I think there will be definitely always concrete characters that stay the same, but I think you can always add on people mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Because no that's real. Like, who it's, doesn't it's follow a, love a character? No, exactly. And it's and it's it's a fascinating conversation and discussion to have. And I think that like mm-hmm. you know just to sort of you haven't got another one to go now. No. No. So just no, to, just done. to sort of just sort of round it up is that you know if there's anyone listening we're all humans and we're all yes. like, we all can help at times to feel uh, alert, like uh, um, to feel attracted to certain things or to feel like a feeling towards things. And when something's told you in such a way, albeit via film or video games or anything else, yeah. that, you know, like don't feel like you're a weird person for Googling a fan fiction about them or Googling a, me. a about them or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Or just even just looking at a photo of them and thinking, God, you know, like they're so good looking or whatever, because you know, mm-hmm. they are, um, so well written and they are like um yeah. built out of real things or whatever so there's nothing to stop you from from you know being able to feel that way but for sure it's just such a fascinating and interesting conversation and and like you say it's one thing that i really particularly like that you mentioned is that like i think at that time in my life as well with tris and stuff that like it'd been so long since i felt that feeling that sometimes these like as you are older and stuff it's quite cool to, to be able to feel falling in love again or feel that like flirtiness again if you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff it's just really interesting that games can also not only offer you an escape and being like oh i can blow stuff up or i can escape into someone else's story but you can actually escape into feeling that those feelings again like you say like feeling like a kid again or whatever it might be yeah you know like you can feel like mm-hmm. a kid again and play something that's like a nostalgic game for you like a sonic like you said earlier on yeah. but, or whatever but yes okay cool that is yep. uh, our first ever top five. And I think that was really, really great. Yeah, I really loved that. it. Um, I love being able to be a simple movie. <laughs> great. Yeah, 100%. So what we'll do is we'll move on now to um, Rise Randoms. Yeah. Um, and this time I've got Would I Like to You. Uh, no, it's not Rise Randoms because that's on Partner Up. It is Rye versus Ginger Nut. So yep. what's the current score? 2-1 to you. I'm winning. Yeah. Something like that. So... 
what yeah. we're gonna do is we might have to stop the score soon because if Katie goes any more than three one ahead, we'll just stop. We'll cut. No. Stop the count. Stop the count. Look, it's um, not my fault. I'm tired of you. So what what we'll do is we've got would I lie to you? I have written seven um, scenarios, and okay. some of them are true, some of them aren't. And you have to basically, and you, and this is the rules: is that I will read a statement. And after I've read that statement, you can question me uh, uh, or you can just, you know, if it's instant, you can just instantly guess. But you're better. You you have as a contestant, you're allowed to guess uh, okay. what it is. So you can say, where were you? What did you do? How was this? You know, when was this? Whatever that may help you to discern whether I'm lying or not. And you can go as deep yep. as you like. And then you must come to a decision and decide okay. whether I'm lying or not. And we'll do best of whatever it is, um, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that'd be best of first of four, wouldn't it? Um, so if if you get wrong, then I would say, and if you get right, I'll say, you know? Um, yeah. And then if, if you get wrong, I get the point. If you get right, you get the point, you know? Yep. Okay, cool. First one is, I once completed... Uh, oh, hold on, wait. I once completed a game on hard difficulty. What game? Half-Life 2. On what difficulty? Hard. Doesn't sound like you at all, does it? (laughs) When? So... It was on the original Xbox, so I was younger. Because, like I said, I, I didn't have the PlayStation 3 until I was till I was like in year 11 or 10 at school. Or like when I was like 15, 16. 14, but when I was like younger, so this would have been like 13, something like that. So however many years ago that was. was so on... you were 13 and beat Half-Life 2. Yeah, so Half-Life 2 I completed on the Xbox. On the original Xbox, because it was like a it was a big PC game at the time, and I remember playing it at Bushlands on his PC. But I played it on my original Xbox because you could buy it for that, which was amazing. I'm gonna say it's a lie. Okay, that is a lie. So it's one nil to you. Second. Yeah. Okay. I have played Witcher a fourth time, but I'm ashamed to admit it. Because I romanced both Triss and Yennefer again. And? When? Yeah. So, I... You're looking at... Three years ago? Probably? It was because I I completed it. When it first came out, I completed it all the way through. And then Blood and Wine came out, and I completed it all the way through with that. And then I played it for the second time. And then I played it for the third time. And then I com- I, com- I didn't complete it the third time, though, because my hard drive broke. And then I played it for okay. the fourth time. But I only played this the main story. That's a lie. You going with a lie? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it is a lie. Yeah, because that wouldn't make sense. Because so, that would just be torture. That would just be self-torture, wouldn't it? What, to put myself through romancing both of them again? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can't help myself. Number three. Oh. <laughs> Number three. That's what you're into. I played Sea of Thieves once and befriended a Swiss guy only to sink his ship and steal all his gold. I think it's true. No questions? No. 
it is a lie. So that's two one to me. Hi, I thought I heard this story before. That's the only reason I said <laughs> true. Well, you have to pry them more. Number Crap. four. Number four. So it's two one to you. Number four. Um. I once got so mad at my friend for beating me on FIFA that I didn't talk to him for four hours on his birthday. The thing is, I can believe this. (laughs) 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 Which friend? Uh, Are you allowed to say? It was Stuart. <laughs> I can well believe this to be honest. What birthday was it? Like what age was he? Twenty one. <laughs> uh, this is either means you're a terrible friend or you're lying. So <laughs> So yeah. And this is the sad thing, is I still believe it could be true. So you're saying at twenty one years of age. He beat you at FIFA, so you didn't talk to him for four hours on his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. <sighs> I. I'm I'm thrown because you weren't sure what birthday it was, but I just as you as a person, I feel like it's true. Right. I'm going to go with it's true. Okay. It is true. You're right. It is true. <laughs> 3-1. Okay. Well played, though. Uh, so well that, played. that story is actually as bizarre. What? You want me to tell the real story? You want me to tell the real story or what? I'm like, you were a 21st birthday party. You didn't speak to your friend for four hours. Because I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember what birthday it was, but I was just trying to make that sound like a lie. I basically, he, we were in my front room and he was living with me at the time. And okay. it was his actual birthday. And he just whooped me on FIFA. And I was in far more of a emotionally irrational, irrational state than I am now. And I literally was so fuming as well because he was just such a cocky little bastard. You're saying far more than of an emotional state and yet I still, to this day, I didn't know you back then and I still believe that that was you. Okay, all right, yeah, I'm I'm competitive, all right? I'm competitive. (laughs) So, but he was a little bastard and he was so cocky and he just beat me and I was just Wow, hold on, kettle pot black here. I'm never cocky. You're fucking always cocky. (laughs) Pardon? Pardon. Okay, number five. Okay, right. keep going. I spoke to him after the four hours. It was all good, and I apologise. No, that's not, realized... a, that's not that's not acceptable behaviour. <laughs> Stu, I'm sorry, mate. If you're if you're watching or listening to this, then I am sorry for for that time that you you know we fell out on your actual birthday because you beat me at FIFA, and I have grown. Okay, not so... in height, but <laughs> just twist the knife in. Okay, sorry. Number, number five. <laughs> Not in height. That was just so necessary. <laughs> no. <laughs> Number five. I played Silent Hill at 11 years old. I don't know what to ask about that because that's very much just a yes or no question, really. Um, Can you give me any more details? So I don't know what to ask. Well, so Silent Hill is a psychological... I know what Silent Hill is. Oh. I don't know what else to ask you, though. To figure out if it's a truth or a lie. Did you play it alone? 
I played it with Bushan. I'm going to say true. It is true. You're right. So okay. you have beat me 4-1. Would you like to do the last two? I go on. Okay. Number six is I have completed Oblivion. Oh, no, sorry. I have never completed Oblivion and have only fully completed two quest lines. Mm. What were the quest lines? They were the Dark Brotherhood. Yeah. And the arena. I think that's a lie. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay, we're going to have some serious words here because what is wrong with you? So I was only young. Again, you know, like when I play, I told you I only played okay, Witcher. Okay, but you, you, you're, what? you're 26 years of age mm -hmm. and you've only done two quest lines of Oblivion. I played a lot of Oblivion. Why you said earlier in this podcast that you were an Elder Scrolls fan? I am. No, no, no. <laughs> no? Have you completed Oblivion? I've nearly completed it. Ah, so there we are. Then let's dial that back. No, what right happened now. was I no, I have a good excuse because I got to nearly the last quest of Oblivion and then I moved house and didn't have a TV. Right. So I couldn't boot up my Xbox. So then what I did was I watched the a playthrough of the last quest. Yeah. So fair. in my but, head but I have I've Oblivion. Watched, I watched Matty complete Oblivion. So I've watched the story of Oblivion being played through. And I've Two watched quests. the ending sen sentence, but I've only actually sentence? ever fully uh, the ending of the movie. Sorry, that I've only ever... oh fucking game. What's it's wrong late with you? It's late at night. It's late at night. It's like quarter to eleven. So <laughs> the yeah. So I've I've seen it played through. I was just too young at the time. Like I said, with Skyrim earlier on, like I was too young to really like delve myself into anything storyline based. And I really struggled until I was about 14, 15, or it might have even been 15, 16 when I first played The Last of Us that I ever actually went into storyline games. Before that, I was just like heftily, like I play Call of Duty. I'd love playing Oblivion, but I'd just be far more interested in running around and just far assing about and fighting things and running up to Oblivion gates and fighting whatever, like imps ran out of it and stuff like that than I would to play anything else. But I remember really getting into the Dark Brotherhood storyline and really wanted to play that because I loved the thought of being like an assassin and stuff especially when I was at that age and I loved the arena because I loved the arena reminded me of Knights of the Republic and Knights of the Republic had arena mode and it was great but like I really liked playing that but yeah and then ever since just haven't had the opportunity to go back to it and I tried going back to Oblivion not too long ago and it's just it is hard to go back to it's it so is very unbelievably hard to dated like in comparison it's so, to Skyrim it is but because I, I I played Skyrim first and it took me two tries to go and play Oblivion because I found it really difficult to go back off. Obviously, the mechanics are harder. It's a yeah. harder game in general, yeah. but you have to play. Yeah, I will. I, I will get there um, at some point. Yeah, but yeah, um, that's not a request. That um, <laughs> you know, there's no question about that. You have, you just have to do it. Yeah. Okay. I, I regret uh, to anyone who got this far I regret saying that we were Elder Scrolls fans because <laughs> I'm an Elder Scrolls fan he is not this is brutal okay number seven I'm definitely an yep. Elder Scrolls fan number seven I've got the Oblivion map up on my wall right here that's that's blowing my mind and I think that's why I know I knew you had an Oblivion map on your oh I just just move on just go go okay. number seven <laughs> I have I have started my own playthrough of Ghost Shima <laughs> <laughs> And have been playing it for about 20, 20 hours. Hold on a minute. No, that's false. He wouldn't do that. 
Okay. Because Sorry. you're... So for context to other people, me and him are playing it together. So if he started his own playthrough, <laughs> I'm going to be very, very angry. <laughs> Uh, what are you going with? It's not true. Okay, it is a lie. You're right. It is a lie. Oh my god, you... I can do that. I'm too nice a guy for any of this kind you of stuff. You were about to yeah? figure out a lot of stuff about you <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> okay, cool. The next one flew over the side quest was just me alone because I'm him. <laughs> right, anyway, um, fantastic podcast and, yeah. um, has been really, really fun recording. And uh, thank you to anybody that's made it all the way through to the end <laughs> um, and seen all the rev- revelations. Um, but, you know, really fast, fascinating topic. And we'll be back, not next week, but the week after, or maybe the week after that, whenever we're back. We're back at some point with another amazing gaming top five. And I can't mm-hmm. wait for it. But thank you so much for coming yeah. along, Kaylee, as well. You've been very, very good. Thank you. If not, you know, um, slightly. What are you about to say? Don't, don't. Don't get cheeky. Don't. I, I can see it in your face. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Just we'll, hang me and we'll, leave. We'll, we'll, me and we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening to another Pixie Gaming podcast, uh, whichever one it was you chose to listen to today. We are Pixie Podcast on Twitter, Pixie Podcast on Instagram, Pixie Gaming Podcast on Facebook, and Pixie Gaming Podcast on YouTube. And our website is www.pixiepodcast.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. You're all a bunch of legends. And uh, here's a little outro music. So enjoy. you again for listening to another pixie gaming podcast uh, whichever one it was you chose to listen to today we are pixie podcast on twitter pixie podcast on instagram pixie gaming podcast on facebook and pixie gaming podcast on youtube and our website is www.pixiepodcast.co.uk thank you so much for listening you're all a bunch of legends and uh, here's a little outro music